in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani, along with my now present in the flesh, well, almost, in the video flesh, daughter, and co-host Lauren Simonian, welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. You're back. I mean, people have been screaming. I've been getting nothing but scathing mail. She's <laughs> not coming back. It's two weeks now in a row. Where is she? Where is she? Well, Lauren is back in, the, so... in the video flesh. Go ahead. Welcome <laughs> I was going to say, I'm so sorry I abandoned you, but I've missed you very much. And I'm glad to be back in the video flesh. So we've, we've ironed out our, our contracts, right? And you've got the pay raise you, you sought? Yeah, yes, yes. I went on strike for a short time, but all is well. And you got the benefit package. Good, good, mm -hmm. good. All right. Well, it sure is nice to have you back. I mean, you don't know how difficult it was for me to try to come up with material without you. I'm so used to just, you know, having you to enlighten me and to spur me on. So it, it was... <laughs> was not a happy two weeks let me put it that way but you're back you did a wonderful job talking to yourself well well thank you i i, I appreciate that i i felt that uh it was less luster lackluster that's that's the word i was looking ah that's but sweet we'll see if we can put some luster into our talk today <laughs> and we are talking about learning to be patient Ugh the worst yeah we're kind of circling back to this concept because it's it's a difficult concept do you have a problem with uh, patience <laughs> sometimes i i think if you had asked me this question you know a year ago i would have said no i've learned to be fully present and i don't you know need anything to be different than it is but i've realized this year especially i'm very impatient what's changed um, uh, it's a good question. I was going to say the pandemic, but that was here last year too. Um, I don't know. I think I just noticed myself kind of wishing for more instant gratification. Uh -huh. I, it might just be like a cultural thing. I don't know no, the way no. that the well, world is changing. I think you've, you've kind of nailed the whole topic of what we're talking about today is, is the, the cultural, cultural impatience. Um, before we go on, I just want, I'll play a song in a moment. Should we do the song first, or do you want to hear an anecdote from my past? Which, which oh, wow. <laughs> Those are hard choices. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to flip a coin. Okay. Do, 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 okay. Do, do, heads. You <laughs> knew we forgot to assign it. So what does All that right. mean? <laughs> heads is the anecdote because you uh, okay. have and, a head and this and, is about and, your past. And then we'll have the uh, <laughs> the song. Okay. Captain Video. Did you ever hear of it? No. Okay. When I grew up, I was about hmm, maybe seven, eight years old at the most. And 
Captain Video was on Channel 5 in here in New York area. And it was a, a TV program called Captain Video and the Video Rangers. And I was glued to that program. Mm. And one episode, at the end of the episode, Captain Video himself came on the TV. And he was selling a Captain Video helmet. I mean, an actual oh. Captain Video helmet. Wow. And you could send away for this helmet. It was $1. And so I, I almost pooped my pants, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's a great deal. I mean, <laughs> I mean a, an actual Captain Video helmet. Now, it was wintertime, and we had a big snowstorm. Mm. So I got 25 cents for each driveway that I shoveled and I shoveled four driveways. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yep, that's $1. <laughs> so I took the dollar bill, I put it in an envelope with Captain Video's address and I mailed it to Captain Video at the address they had given me. So starting that day, and I know it was only 24 hours, but I would wait for the mailman and Every day he would come and I'd run to the mailbox empty. And I, I did this for a long time. Okay. Uh, and every day I'd go to the mailbox. The, the, uh, the weight was excruciating, but that helmet was so important. And Captain Video wouldn't let a video ranger down. You know, that, it just he wouldn't do that to me. So uh. I waited and waited and winter turned into spring and spring. Oh, no. Summer. <laughs> I don't like the way the story is turning. And and Captain Video never sent me the damn helmet. Never? <laughs> no. Have you given up hope? To be honest with you, there is a small, it's so unconscious. And I have to be honest, whenever I go to the mailbox, there's a part of me <laughs> that says, Captain Video is going to find me and he's going he's to make amends. Oh. The Do you think he knows that your address has changed since you were seven years old? Some, somehow, if, if there is, a, a, you know, a deity <laughs> in the sky, uh, then wow. I, think, I think Captain Video is going to make good. And, and, and it's, but it's so, true. It's true. Every, the mailbox for me has always been a special trip to see <laughs> if it has arrived. And one day, I, you know, it's funny because I used to always say to myself, someday that Don Helmet is going to show up at my doorstep. And so what you're saying is you're you're still waiting. Yeah, but what okay. the, po the point I was trying to make, aside from the uh, elaborate uh, execution of that anecdote, <laughs> was was the fact that the excruciating pain of waiting, it's like it seemed at least at first that everything good in the world depended on that helmet arriving. I mean, I, I just had such plans and I'm not even sure what I was gonna do with it except put it on my head, but, mm -hmm. but I knew it would change my life. And, and therefore the waiting for it because my life was not okay without that helmet. But now that the helmet was coming, all I had to do was wait for it to arrive. And the waiting for it to arrive was so hard. It was, it was, it, it was palpable. And, and, and then they do say, and I've read studies where the anxiety and stress is actually higher while you're waiting than it is after you've received bad news or something like that. So yes, I've heard that too. And I think that it's true because they say that if a human's brain would rather receive bad news than no news like you'd yeah. rather know that the pandemic is going to be another 10 years than that 
than just sit here and not know what's going to happen next. And being stuck. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, the game Monopoly. What What do you think is the worst the worst thing that could happen in the game of Monopoly for you? Oh, getting, what is it? You get, get out of jail. No, get stuck in jail. Yeah, you get in jail. Yeah, go to jail. Yeah. That's the worst. Because then yeah. you just, you don't even get to use your turn, right? You right. have to you wait lose, until you, you lose your turn. Oh, you, you get to wait three wait. turns and watch everyone else accumulating houses and oh, hotels and you're painful. sitting there. You're in jail. Oh. Oh. So we, we don't, we don't like to wait. Um, things, things that we, we are, well, let, let's get to the song first, because I, I, oh, I, yeah. have, we I always forget feeling, the song. I have a feeling that you, you may want to respond to this and not so much in the positive because it comes, I think it's by a group called the grassroots. Are you ready? Yes. Take a listen. One, two, three. Well, I, you know, I waited those million years, too, for that helmet. So I, I know what these guys are singing about. <laughs> A million years. It does feel like that sometimes. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Well, we're currently building a home, as oh. you know. And it feels like a very, very patient or impatient project. You know, you, you are having to wait and there's nothing you can do about it. It's not finished and it won't be finished until it's finished. So you're right. just like my captain video helmet. Maybe we should call this podcast video helmets and more. Yeah. But things like slow drivers, slow internet, slow grocery lines. We have such a problem waiting. And oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> it's just so terrible. Uh, you know, I remember when, when the internet first came out, you, you probably weren't even around when the internet first started, were you? I, I think know. so. I remember we used to have the dial-up connection and it would go. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how long it took to download something with the old computer? I mean, Oh my wait. gosh, yes. And if one person was connected to the internet, you couldn't use the phone in yeah. the house, right? <laughs> yeah. And you had to wait minutes for a download and God forbid you want right. to download a program. But you know, now it's, you know, we, we get impatient over seconds. So, so our, our culture has speeded up. Uh, do, do you, do you think that that is a, a true fact or do you just think it appears that, you know, we, we live in an age now where things are just moving faster? I think that that's a true fact. Yeah. yeah. And we expect things to move fast. That's what I was getting at with the impatience that since we have an expectation of, you know, immediate gratification, Whereas back in the days when, when the computer was downloading, you didn't have that expectation. So you were more tolerant. But basically, I think our mind plays tricks on us when we're waiting. Uh, do, you, do you agree that if you're in that line at the grocery store or waiting for the house to be built or something like that, that time seems to slow down when you're waiting? In some ways, yes. In, yeah. In other ways, no? Well... I guess it depends on how you react to it. And I, I think that's something I used to practice really well, um, which, which I would like to start practicing more of, um, which is really 
enjoying the waiting time, which is something that really can be practiced because if you are waiting in line at a grocery store, for instance, um, I think all of most people, I shouldn't say all people, most people's instinct would be to start getting anxious or wanting the line to move faster. And so you're actually wanting something mm -hmm. that isn't reality. But, but, okay, so happening. if you're one of those people that are getting anxious, yeah. don't you think it just seems like you're there? And I've heard it said, and I've said it, it just seemed for, like forever until I got to the front of the queue, right? It just seems um, forever sometimes when you're- Yeah, impatient. okay. But I can you, understand that. And you're practicing patience. We're going to get into that a little bit about how to practice being more patient. But I want to but tell yeah. you one. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, would, I was just going to say, I, I guess I do agree that when you're in uncomfortable situations, it's really hard to be patient. But I wanted to tell you about this, uh, this study. It was, it's kind of interesting. The psychologist uh, Robert Levine, he, he sent his students out to 31 different large cities and he wanted them to just measure random people as they walked from point A to 60 feet point B. He, this was in Austria, and he found out in this one, one study he did that it took 14 seconds for people to go from point A to 60 feet to point B. Now, they did this in other cities as well. But when they came to New York City, of course, people did the same 60 feet in 12 seconds, which is considerably faster if you're walking 60 feet. And, and then in, in, two, in the 2000s, I can't remember exactly when, but Richard Weissman found that worldwide walking speeds had gone up 10%. See, we want to get to where we want to get faster. So everything's becoming faster, more impatient. And I think that's part of patience is we have to kind of couple that with impatience. So my question to you, my dear daughter, is are we becoming more impatient as a society, a culture of impatience? It does seem that way, even, even in terms of like being patient with tolerating others. I feel like there's so much um, impatience for people, mm -hmm. people with people, people with situations, yeah, people waiting of, for. What kind of people can't you tolerate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I have a hard time tolerating intolerant people. Let me digest that. I have a hard time tolerating intolerant people. Oh, I see. Hmm, very. See what I did there? Very namaste of you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I tolerate all people with just profound patience. <laughs> Except people that I don't like. <laughs> there is a big difference to when we talk about patience, I think between like everyday kind of patience, which is like being impatient on a grocery store line or waiting for your package to arrive. And then also when it comes to life events, like you're, we were, well, you were talking about the helmet earlier, but that's not really a life event more, um, you know, when people have something that's coming up, like, uh, my friend just had a surgery and there, it felt like you wanted it to get here so that it could be over with. Or if you're waiting for something like for our home to be built, or if you're waiting for the day that you're going to switch your job, whatever it might be. I feel like there are bigger life events that require mm -hmm. patience where, so that you don't lose all the time just anticipating what's going to happen next. Yeah, there's um, diff different types of challenges. You know, not all yeah. impatience is for, uh, you know, Captain Video helmets and houses you brought up a medical procedure, 
or if you had a medical test and you're waiting for the results, you know, that could be very anxiety producing. And the reason, the reason a lot of impatience is so difficult is because, you know, my favorite word is we feel out of control. So it's like you being in jail on the monopoly board, you know, you're stuck. There's nothing you can do. It has to, life has to unfold and get you to that endpoint uh, of closure. But until that happens, you know, you're living with, and, and this impatience is, is not something uh, unusual. In fact, I think it's part of our species because if, if, we, if we, you know, dallied too long as, as a cave person, uh, we might have gotten eaten up. You know, certain things are important for us to become impatient with. And if you start to realize my belly's hungry and you're a cave person and you do nothing about it, you'd starve. Whereas it might take two or three days to, to slay a woolly mammoth. So you got to get going. You've got to get moving. And if you're waiting, you know, until you're too hungry and then you get into, uh, you know, that, that impatience gets you going earlier. Mm, yeah. Well, I, I, I see you smiling over there. <laughs> no, I liked your analogies about the cave people. I feel that way too when I get hungry. I've got to do something about it immediately. Um, but I was just thinking about how something I used to practice when I lived in the city and I would commute from work to the city and be stuck in traffic often. And this is why I said I used to practice patience in the past and I haven't really done it recently, which I would like to start again because I always used to use those moments when I would catch myself feeling impatient because it, it's a pretty notable sensation shift in your body and in your mind when you go from being peaceful to feeling impatient. And I used to play a game with myself to use those opportunities to become like ultra present. And so it actually felt more like I actually was doing something, but it was more of a mental game where I would try and notice what is it in my world right now that I could notice that I wouldn't normally notice if I was just driving right through um, or if I was just walking right through the grocery line. And so I feel like I kind of have seen and learned a lot of things through those moments. One of which that stands out is this little flower that was growing through the cracks of the West Side Highway. <laughs> um, all or, It was cement on all four sides and somehow this little flower like peeked through. Um, and I remember seeing it because I was stuck in traffic. You can challenge yourself to enjoy the impatient moments because you're usually being slowed down and slowing down, um, if you can tolerate it, it allows you to be instead of do. It allows you to take in yeah, slowing, slowing, slowing down. Yeah, I think you're right. You because we tend to get ahead of ourselves. I think, you know, a, a huge part of being impatient involves wanting to get to the next thing, instead of dropping into the present moment. So we're we're abandoning the present, and this is your ballywhack, where uh, the present moment gets abandoned because we're waiting for those results, or we're waiting for that new car to arrive, or we're waiting for whatever waiting for Godot. That's, I, th I think we talked about Godot once. It's yeah, a, we did. It's a great play where the whole play is spent with two guys waiting for this guy, Godot, to show up. It's the whole play. He never does show up, by the way. So that's but all wasted time. We're still waiting, like me with my Captain Video helmet. <laughs> Captain Video and the Video Rangers. Oh, what a great show that was. I have to figure out how to get you one of those before Christmas. Oh, but you can't get me a facsimile. See that that that's just not gonna and it has to come from Captain Video because how are you gonna know? Me. Yes, yeah, someone will make right on this right. once they hear your podcast. 
So, so this is, you know, when I say your, your domain, when, when you leave the present and you get involved in the waiting, you're, you're really giving up any, any pretense of solace because now you're involved in something where you're feeling stuck, out of control. And, and, and when you feel that, that's what raises anxiety as opposed to abandoning it and coming into the moment. Now, in order to do that, I think you uh, think of uh, impatience as, as a muscle or patience versus impatience. And the more impatient we are, the more that patient attitude or muscle atrophies. So we become more and more inclined to be impatient people, intolerant people. This line is too long. Can't you move faster? Oh, I have to tell you a story which happened just last week. I went, I went to get takeout, and this is this sushi place, and, and everybody lines up and, and queues up. And it's, 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 it's an, it's, you have to be patient because it's a very good sushi place, and there's always a line, and it's outside, and it was cold. So I'm standing in line, and this guy comes up from behind me and walks in front of me. And, and I, thought he, I thought he was with this woman that was in front of me, and he's standing by the woman, and I'm, I'm watching, and I'm realizing he's not talking to her she's not acknowledging him <laughs> and I went up to him and I said excuse me do you realize you just cut you cut in front of me because I was being very impatient but I did it politely and and he said oh I thought you were just hanging out <laughs> what the, I, yeah, I always so stand funny. on this corner yep. in the line just just hanging out. <laughs> just but hanging I, out in the line I guess he was, he was too impatient I, I don't know I mean maybe he really interpreted that I was just hanging out there I don't know <laughs> do I look like someone who would just hang out <laughs> you do look like a street hanger so if you think of it as a muscle so my contention is we have to practice patience do you agree with that Yes, definitely. Being, being patient. Yeah. We have to kind of build that muscle. So it's a kind of self-discipline. It's a kind of practice. And I think that, you know, most people that give in to impatience, don't you think they're kind of spoiled in a sense? They want the world to be what they want it to be. And they're not willing to play the game of life, which is which is really to allow life to unfold and you being responsive to that. When you, when you become impatient, you're saying, no, 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 I shouldn't have to wait. I shouldn't have to stand in line. I should always be able to go to the front of the line kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it's either that or also, like you said before, out of control, I think more so than spoiled. Yeah. Because even but, if you think of being patient with people, because people will always tell me, oh, you're so patient with, with kids, but, you know, I work at a school, so. Oh, really? I, <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that, um, but, but yeah. I, You've been doing that a while? Honestly, I, I don't remember. I think it's like 14 years though, but yes. <laughs> I know you thought it was like seven years last time we talked, but I, I think it's double that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a reputation of being patient but I think that that's because I don't need to cling to my own agenda like when I'm teaching if if somebody interrupts or somebody kind of needs something that's out of context with what my plan is I'm able to adapt quickly to that and so for me it's not really a matter of patience it's just a matter of like openness whereas other teachers who might have a strict plan in their mind anything that seems to interrupt that um, causes this reaction of impatience and so I think that it kind of derails their control 
mm-hmm. which kind of could apply probably to most things that feel like, you, you know, you show up at the grocery store, you expect to be in, you want to get online and get out quickly. And then when you realize that's not happening and that's out of your control, how much time you're wasting, that can feel jarring to somebody who feels the need to control things. Mm-hmm. The, um, the impatient or the patient muscle how, how would you practice being more patient? Because I think it does take practice. And I'm going to guess you would suggest some kind of meditative or, or mindfulness. I mean, if, you, if you're building, let's say you're worrying about a test that has to come back and it's driving you cuckoo. You know, is it going to be, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Uh, and you're certainly abandoning the present because of all this worrisome rumination. What, what could one begin to practice that would keep them more grounded and less always anticipating that future event. Mm. What would you do? Well, things that I, that I do are, I practice different strategies. Like if, if you're impatient, I I think something like you just said, waiting for a test result, if that, you know, if that's days away, I don't know how well these strategies would work in the long term, but for things that, you know, when you're noticing impatience in the, in the moment, you could try a strategy called the five, four, three, two, one, where you, you look in your surroundings, you basically try to ground yourself in the moment. So you look for five things that you can see and you actually, you know, if you're by yourself, you can say them out loud. Like I see the computer screen, I see my ring, I see my phone, my cup, my microphone. And then you do four things that you can hear three things that you can touch and you actually touch them, um, two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. And by the time you get through, what? I think I'd rather be waiting. You'd rather be waiting? (laughs) have to to go through that. That takes real, well, it takes, I guess if you really have to rip yourself away from ruminative, worrisome, destructive, toxic. It's not that hard. It takes like a minute. All right. um, I did it the other way on the uh, on the other day on the way to work because I was running late. Yeah. yeah, I was running late and I was stuck in traffic and I was feeling like so anxious because I was just annoyed that I didn't have to be late if it wasn't for the detour and the traffic and it was this whole thing. And so I was like, okay, there's that's not a being on time is no longer a real reality. Like the reality right now is you're driving in your car and everything's okay and like here's the way to ground into the moment. And then it kind of, I don't know, that helps. No, no, I'm, be- I'm, becoming, I'm becoming more in tune with that. What was the number one on five, five, four, three, two, one? What was the one, the last one? It's one thing you can taste, which is often difficult, but you might be able to taste like your toothpaste from the morning or your coffee or, you know. Yeah, in, like my, in, my, in my book on, uh, I forget what, you know, the book I wrote on eating, what was that called? <laughs> it was called... Thin from within, that's it. Yes, it was such a good time. Uh, I, I have a whole section on mind tasting. Mm-hmm. You know, when when we, and this is just as an aside, if right now I'm going to mention something and we'll see if you could taste it immediately just because your mind will taste it. Cinnabon. We've taste done it. this before. Okay, how about pizza? <laughs> Yeah, I can taste it. Yeah. So when your mind, your mind can taste. So, so that would be a, a good application of what you're saying, because basically when you taste in your mind, you actually are experiencing the actual taste on different levels, 
hormonal levels in your stomach and gastric system. So yeah, five, four, three, two, one, Lauren, you're brilliant. Wait, so you're saying when you get to the one, you can actually just mind taste something instead of really taste it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a better idea. And you could switch from, from pizza to chocolate ice cream to, mm. uh, and then of course you'll, you'll just jump out of the car and run to Starbucks or something. And, and yeah, but, but aside from the weight gain, it's a good, it's a good idea. <laughs> there are plenty of other strategies too. I think another one is to notice your physical sensations try to notice what's happening in your body because often when we're feeling impatient or nervous you have a lot of tension so if you can notice where those parts are like it's usually our shoulders our neck sometimes even like oddly enough behind your knees come on um, or your hips yeah like it can be anywhere but but those are very common so I think if you can actually like roll your shoulders or take some deep breaths to try to let like the chest muscles relax because your body and your brain are working together so if you can relax your body your your mind will at least let go of some of the grip it has on the idea the focus of of working with the body uh, physically yeah I, I could see what that definitely has a effect Mm -hmm. or exercise really like just move your body because that actually helps to yeah i I just go ahead i'm sorry sorry i just learned this the other day because i've been reading some books on neuroscience and i just learned that so the right right and left side of the brain are responsible for different things and the right side is more of the emotional center if you can keep the left and right side of your brain integrated because the left side is more logical so if you can keep the emotion and the logic sort of integrated with one another you don't typically have this overload feeling of strong emotion which could be impatience and they said one thing you can do is actually when your right brain starts to dominate or you start to feel like extra anxious or impatient if you actually move your body like we just said with exercise it it somehow uh integrates the left and right sides of the brain Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, that flood of yeah, anticipation yeah. or anxiety can actually be neutralized. I, I totally, totally relate to that. I went out for a jog today, and it 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 really does have a stabilizing. I was a little harried in the morning, and a little just a little frustrated with things to do, and went out for the jog, and everything just seemed to to balance out exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's interesting. And I guess in a, in a moment where you can't exercise, you can still like push against a wall or exert some muscle release and that could have the same effect. Yeah. What's going on with your eyes? I see. I don't, my contacts are dry, so I'm trying to just get, and you know how I only look at one of your eyes at a time, right? (laughs) Do we need to get some contact fluid? Eh, When we're finished. Okay. I won't abandon you again. Gee, like I, last week. That was tough. That was tough. Yeah. You know, but before we 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 trash this whole uh, story of impatience because I'm growing impatient, we we really have to you know look at you know when we are p- impatient, you know we have to really ask ourselves. You know, I'm not saying it correctly, but telling yourself that you don't have patience. It's just a story, you know, you're telling yourself a story. I'm, I, I just don't have any patience. You know, you're conceding to that, you're giving into that. The truth is, maybe you don't in that moment, but as soon as you say, I don't have any, you've conceded that you can't be tolerant. Mm-hmm. So we have to develop a different story. I could be more patient, I can be more patient. 
And, and I think that that's building part of that patient muscle I referred to earlier. Yeah, and patience, I think, is all about what you're putting your attention on. So if your attention is placed fully on this idea that you need something that's not happening, um, it's going to cause anxiety. But if you can shift your attention, it, it alleviates the need for the thing that you're waiting for. Oh, did you mention that you're waiting for me to ask you what time it is? I didn't mention it, but I, I've certainly been waiting you are, for you three are, weeks now. You've been waiting, right? So let yeah. me just ask you, Lauren, I know you've been very patient up until this point, but do you know what time it is? I do. Please. It is. It is self-coaching pep talk time. Learning to be more patient. Think of patience as a muscle. The more you seek immediate gratification, the more your patience muscle atrophies. The opposite is equally true. The more you cultivate an attitude of patience, acceptance, and mindfulness, the more your patience muscle grows. With increased patience, you feel more in control. Why? Because you've decided not to be a victim of that which you can't control. Accepting life, all of life, is a way of reducing friction. By resisting, stamping your feet and insisting, I can't wait, I need it now. It's the more you're identifying with your own helplessness. And you're not helpless. The quality of your present moment is entirely in your hands. It's up to you whether or not you wring your hands in anguish about something you're waiting for or whether you're enjoying the release and solace that comes from accepting that which you can't control, fate. Waiting is an inescapable part of life. How you wait is entirely up to you. You notice I threw in mindfulness, Lauren? You didn't I did notice that. Did you, did you uh, talk about mindfulness at all today? Or Yeah, mindfulness is all about being in the present moment and grounding with the techniques we talked about. Can you be impatient if you're mindful of the moment? Probably no. not. So. so there's the key. All right, folks, a little drum roll. Brrr. The conclusion of today's talk is that <laughs> if you are mindful, that is the impatience slayer. So if you want to slay the dragon of impatience, the one way to do it is to be more mindful. Mm -hmm. that, Lauren, you are the most mindful person I know. And I know. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Thank yeah, you. you 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 practice well, and that's one well, other thing comes to my mind is I was just going to say you practice what you preach, and that's when we change the story and we don't we stop telling ourselves we don't have patience, we really need to practice that, practice it, and practice it. So all mm -hmm. the things about having a better life require change, require altering the habits that we exist with, the habit loops in our brain, and replacing them with more adaptive habits. So if you are impatient, like I was impatient waiting for Lauren to return, but she <laughs> did, see, she did. I, I, I probably could have, you know, flexed my patience muscle and realized that she wasn't truly abandoning me and I would have been much better off. But nevertheless, we do get through uh, the challenges that we have and impatience is part of life. It's not something that's neurotic, but it can become neurotic. If you, if you allow impatience to be hooked up and coupled with insecurity, 
and worry and anticipatory kind of stress, well, then you're off to the races. Good point. <laughs> Sorry, I just yawned. I don't think what you're saying is boring. I've just had a long you know, day. <laughs> no, I understand that. But as I'm <laughs> delivering my soliloquy and you're yawning, I'm saying, why this must be terribly boring. <laughs> so maybe, maybe had Sorry. I maybe had I been a little bit more dynamic with that, I, I would have kept you. I don't involved. even think it would have helped. I, yeah, I haven't had my full caffeine dose <laughs> today. Right. Sorry, you know. I was intrigued with what you're saying. No, 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 no. Hey, listen. You know, one thing about our podcasts, they're real. And when Lauren yawns, she tells us she's <laughs> And when her contacts dry out, she tells us about her contacts. And well, honestly, I don't tell anyone about anything. You just bring it up. I'm pretty sure you're the one narrating all my ailments. Yeah, right. uh, I'm going to let you, I feel so bad for you. So I'm going to let you oh, go. Here we go again. Uh, here's a big one. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. you no, all of our deep. listeners okay. are going to be yawning too. And, oh, and no. visit our website, selfcoaching.net where you could learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. And while you're there, check out my self-coaching books. Uh, so until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle is not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless and you are not powerless. And remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join... <laughs> <laughs> Lauren and me. So rude. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> and let's make it simple together. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart. This is your way. Life is what you make of it. Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There